Hello and welcome or welcome back to the Connected Divergence podcast. My name is Tina Etheridge. I'm a radical ADHD acceptance coach. Oh my God, I just blanked for a moment. Radical ADHD and ADHD acceptance coach. That is what I am. And welcome to the podcast. Today, I have no promises about the length of this episode. We will see where we get to. But what I want to talk to you about today is an experience that I had with a client earlier today that I thought was really cool. We kind of like landed on this metaphor that it really clicked for my client. It really clicked for me. And I wanted to share in case it was helpful for you too. And this metaphor revolves around the idea of how do we do the things that we want to do, which I feel like is my life's mission as a coach. It is one of the things that I have struggled with the most in my life because right? Like I would read all these self-help books and I'd read all of these resources and productivity tools and everything else and nothing, it would do the opposite of what it was meant to do. And right, especially not knowing that I'm a neurodivergent person, not knowing that I am ADHD and autistic and I experienced demand avoidance, not knowing all these things um, really made those approaches challenging. Like I was just missing a key part of the puzzle. I really was. So This is my passion. This is what I love to talk about. And we're going to get into it today. So kind of to add some context and some layers here in case you haven't listened to, you know, all of my podcast episodes, something I talk about a lot that is really, really important when it comes to doing the things that we want to do, in my opinion, is the idea of valuing persistence over consistency. I think a lot of times when there's something that we want to do, we hold this really high expectation that it should be like a light switch flicks and all of a sudden, if we're looking at a calendar week, you know, we should be checking the box for this thing that we want to do seven days a week or five days a week or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, like at a really regimented level. Like the expectation is very, very high and this is what our idea of consistency is, right? If we have that sort of weekly spread, You know, if say we don't check all of the boxes, it inherently means that we are a failure, that we're messing up, that we're doing it wrong. Consistency means like a regimented frequency. But I am here to tell you that consistency does not matter. Throw it out the window, right? Like just float out, throw it out the window. If you are not already consistent, if consistency isn't the easiest thing to the in like the whole world to your brain, you do not need to think about consistency. Put it on the back burner, save it for another month, save it for another week, like just let it go for a minute and instead choose to value persistence. Choose to value that you are someone who comes back to doing the things that you want to do, that you continue to return, to come back to doing the things that you want to do. Like embody that value, celebrate returning like not consistency, not how frequently did I do this this week, but the fact that you came back, that is what you're celebrating. And that is how we build consistency, right? Persistence is the on-ramp, right? Per- persistence is the ramp towards consistency. Persistence is the kind of, pers- oh my gosh, I'm going to get these words mixed up. Persistence is the kind of consistency that we actually need. I am not a consistent person. I am a persistent person, but what that looks like outwardly to other people who see my work, they'll tell me, oh my gosh, how are you so consistent when you have ADHD? Like, how do you do this? How do you post so often? How do you record so often? How do you send your email newsletter as often as you do? I'm not consistent. I don't think about consistency. I don't value consistency. I value persistence. And it's like a side little bonus byproduct 
that I end up being consistent, but like that's not my goal. Like I don't care about that because persistence allows for flexibility. It allows for me to have hard weeks. It allows for me to be sick. Valuing returning to the things I want to do is just so much more graceful and self-compassionate and realistic. And I feel like consistency is just like perfectionism in disguise, honestly. Okay, that being said, that's just like some backstory. I talk about this a lot. I have a lot of podcast episodes about this subject, but if you haven't heard my spiel on persistence, that is my spiel broken down as briefly as I possibly can. But the way that I want to weave this together and layer this together is something else that I've talked about before is this idea of building intimacy. And I think I talked about it on my Touchstones podcast, which I feel like I did make a podcast about that, but... I'm blinking right now. I'm pretty sure I did. But in my Touch to Touchstones podcast, I talk about this idea of building intimacy with the thing that we want to do. And I want to break that down a little bit further than I did before because um, I've had some realizations and insights and cool things that have happened since then that I want to share. Okay, so for context, when I talk about building intimacy with the thing that we want to do, like the kind of intimacy that I'm talking about is the very same intimacy that we have in our human relationships. And to me, this makes complete sense because doing a task or an action or a behavior, you know, having a ritual or a routine or a rhythm is like a mirror reflection with, you know, the human to the human relationship that we have with ourselves, right? It's like this you know, this mirroring of our own relationship with ourselves. So it is, in a way, a human relationship. It's a relationship we have with ourselves. Can you tell that I'm talking really fast? I'm talking very fast. I hope that's cool. Hope your brain is engaged. <laughs> okay, so it is a reflection of the relationship we have with ourselves. And okay, with that in mind, let me break it down for you. Let me serve you this metaphor that I, um, you know, kind of discovered with my client today. So Imagine one scenario, one possibility, one universe in which you um, have a human relationship with another person. Maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a new romantic partner, whoever it is. And just think about what intimacy could look like or what intimacy feels like under the scenario where you talk every day for three weeks straight, like text back and forth. Uh, 24-7 and, you know, spend five hours on the phone with each other every single night for three weeks straight and then you don't talk for six months because you kind of like burned out with each other. And so you don't talk for six months and then maybe you pick right up, you know, pick back up in six months and like what does that intimacy feel like when we're looking at this zoomed out timeline, right? Zoomed in, maybe those three weeks. Wow. Yeah. Like, okay. Building intimacy. Yeah, sure. But when we zoom out to the full picture of the length of the relationship, would you say that there's a lot of intimacy in that relationship if you haven't talked to each other for six months? I personally don't think so. You value you. You do you. If you're like me, like a hundred percent, I am the kind of person where I don't talk to people for six months and we do pick up right where we left off. But that is totally okay. That is also acceptable. But again, just for like the general purposes of this metaphor and doing the things we want to do, let's think about, does that feel like intimacy compared to scenario B, universe B, where maybe it's more of 
Um, right. Maybe we did start off three weeks, three weeks straight, all the talking, all the talking, all the talking. And then instead of not talking at all for six months, you just sent a text, right? Maybe three weeks after the first three weeks, you send a text and it's like, hey, I'm thinking about you. I'm hoping you're doing well. You know, just like a check-in text or right. Then they text back, you know, the other week and they're like, hey, um, had this funny thing happen to me and it made me laugh and think of you and just wanted to share, right? Like these little tiny, tiny moments, right? Over time. And let's say the length of time is also six months. Which relationship do you think would have more intimacy, right? Scenario A, where it's three weeks and then nothing for six months or scenario B, where it's three weeks of, you know, same fiery, intense passion and then just like checking in, just like reaching out, just saying like, hey, how's it going? Hope you're doing well. In my opinion, scenario B has more intimacy. It is inherently going to have more intimacy, right? There is more human connecting over time. There is persistence. I couldn't say if there's consistency because that doesn't really matter again, but there is persistence, right? I am someone who continues to come back to doing the things that I want to do, even if that means checking in with a dear friend, even if it's a very simple text, right? Okay, so this same metaphor applies to doing the things that we want to do and it applies for persistence over consistency, right? When we talk about building intimacy with a thing that we want to do, like number one, this is super important because as we build intimacy, right, we learn about ourselves. We learn about how how our brain is wired. We learn... um, data points and evidence of like, oh, I do this and it makes me feel this way and it actually feels really good. Or um, I figured out that I don't like doing it this way, but if I do it this other way, it feels amazing or it feels accessible or it makes it feel so much easier, right? The intimacy that we build helps us have more data points so that we can then make informed decisions, value-based decisions, congruent decisions, aligned decisions towards you know, doing the things we want to do in a more, um, a more, I don't know what other word to use besides aligned, but a more aligned way, a more authentic way. There we go. A more authentic way. So it's not the kind of scenario where, okay, intimacy means I need to continue being on the phone with this person for three hours every night or three hours, five times a week. Not necessarily, right? Intimacy can still be developed and maybe even more so because there's maybe going to be less resentment or less like, oh my gosh, like now I don't have time to do the things that I need to do. When we do it small, when we make it safe to do less, when we say, hey, like just doing a little bit, it counts and it matters and it's very meaningful. I don't know about you guys, but when I receive those like check-in texts from people that I love that I haven't talked to in a while, it means a lot to me. It really does. And it's okay for building intimacy with a thing to take time. It's okay for it to take time. It does not need to be like, cool, a light switch has flipped and now I'm somebody who checks this box seven days a week, crosses it off the list seven days a week. It doesn't have to be like that. And I think it shouldn't be like that. That is not how we make sustainable change. That is often how we crash and burn, at least in my experience. So, It, right, valuing persistence is I am someone who continues to come back to doing the things that I want to do. And every time we come back, every single time we make it safe to do less, right, safe to do two push-ups, safe to do um, three crunches, safe to stretch in our 
um, chair, right? Do a little yoga chair yoga moment in our chair and telling ourselves that counts. It counts, it counts, it counts. And celebrating our wins, celebrating doing the thing that we want to do, not finishing, not having it be quote unquote done enough or complete enough. Um, because what does that even mean anyway? Who knows? But celebrating the fact that we are doing the things we want to do, that we started, that we did it, even if we did it small, even if we just initiated, right? That being the thing that we celebrate, that is what is going to help us continue to be persistent and continue to build intimacy for us to then have a better relationship with this thing that we want to do or potentially decide, you know what? I don't even think I want to do this. I think it was more of a should that I'm carrying with me um, that I can let go of now, right? Like, that's a total possibility. I have had that experience before, 100%, and that's okay. I mean, it kind of sucks to have this feeling of like, oh my gosh, I wish I was doing this thing and I haven't done it. I'm just going to like regret this for the rest of my life if I don't do it. And then kind of coming to find like when you do do it and you navigate ways that actually work for your brain and you find like, oh, you know what? I did this and I learned a lot and I learned a lot about myself and my brain and how I'm wired, but I don't really want this right now. And having that be like a very, again, authentic, aligned uh, decision that you just like, no, this is not what I need right now. And that's okay. And um, I'm not going to regret it because I tried it and I'm good. Maybe later, but I'm good for now. Like, that's wonderful. I love that. So yes, I think that's how I wanted to say it today. So for the things that you want to do, build intimacy, let it be a relationship and in intimacy, right? Like little text check-ins. Hey, I'm thinking about you. I hope you're doing okay. Hey, here's a cute meme. Like all of those things count in our lives. It counts a lot for me. And the same thing can happen with the things that we want to do, right? Let it be little, let it be brief, let it be tiny, let it be small and remind yourself that it counts and it matters. And all of this adds up towards building intimacy. We don't have to do it, you know, three hours of the thing that we want to do every single time we do it. Break away from your all or nothing thinking, break away from your perfectionism, allow yourself to do it, quote unquote, badly on purpose. Have that be the plan. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to wrap it up here. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I wanted to share this today. I have another idea for this podcast um, that I'm, I was very, ins uh, also inspired. My clients are so inspiring. I was also inspired by a client to make this other podcast this week, but it's a lot. It, there's like a lot of moving parts. So again, I'm kind of having this moment. How cool that I'm having this moment that I'm sort of like organizing. Oh my gosh, who am I? I'm organizing my thoughts. <laughs> I usually um, do not in any way, shape or form like script these podcasts or organize my thoughts. So it's been a very cool experience as I've been building intimacy with the act of recording a podcast to find opportunities where I can be expansive, right? Do more because I have made it so safe for me to do less. I have made it so, 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 so safe for me to do less, right? I think I intended to make this like a three-minute podcast in my brain. And I was like, yeah, I can totally do a three-minute podcast. And then of course, here I am like, ah, oh, I have all the thoughts. I have all the things I want to share with you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all of the feedback always. Uh, oh my, it makes my day every single time you guys send me a message or send me an email. Um, and thank you also so much for rating my podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It means the world. 
and it helps more people find the podcast. Um, and that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to help people do the things that they want to do. And I hope this podcast was helpful. Thank you again. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will talk to you all soon. Take care. Bye.